Hi, and welcome to The Leadership Blog, the podcast with insightful conversations with inspiring thinkers, leaders, and entrepreneurs. In life, we experience some moments that come to define us, splitting our destiny into the before and the after. For my guest today, this moment came in the most dramatic of forms and saw her life catapult in a completely unexpected direction. Today, I'm speaking with best-selling author, founder of the Institute of Holistic Wealth and trained economist, Keisha Blair. Inspired by her life events, Keisha is the author of the viral article entitled, My Husband Died at 34. Here are 40 life lessons I learned from it, which has been viewed by more than 50 million people worldwide. Her book, Holistic Wealth, 32 Life Lessons to Help You Find Purpose, Prosperity and Happiness, is an Amazon bestseller, an essential reading on how to live in all-round abundance. This is a conversation on healing, stepping into your power, and turning your darkness into light. I hope you enjoy. So let's start off with with an easy round. I like doing these fun things. So um, tea or coffee? Tea. Tea. <laughs> you're you're yeah. one who knows her own mind. You're like, yes. <laughs> Definitely tea. Yeah. I know you're a traveler. So what's your favorite place to visit, to travel to? Oh, that's a hard one. I've been to so many wonderful places. Uh, Dubai stands out uh, for so many reasons, though. Um, it, you know, I, I found it very, I found it beautiful. And it has these stark contrasts, you know, the desert with the, um, the, the built up areas and very cosmopolitan. Meditation or a hit class, like a high intensity interval training class? What would you rather do? Oh, meditation. <laughs> I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah, I did a lot of that on my sabbatical and it was amazing. So having said all that, why don't you introduce yourself and tell people who you are and what you do? Sure. So I'm Keisha Blair. I'm an author, a trained economist, and now founder of the Institute on Holistic Wealth um, that just recently launched. And my journey uh, started with, um, you know, it started with an unfortunate situation with the death of my husband when I was just 31 and eight weeks after giving birth. And that started the journey for me of soul searching and trying to find meaning and purpose in life. Um, And so after that one year sabbatical that I did, I came back home and thought about all those experiences and, you know, what this could mean for somebody going through a life-changing setback. And that's when I wrote the viral article um, that led to my book, Holistic Wealth, um, and started this journey. So um, it's been an interesting ride. It's, it's certainly been, um, you know, lots of life lessons as the, the, the viral article um, and the book states. And, and I'm just grateful to be able to share my experiences with others who, as you know, during this difficult time, especially so many people, you know, need hope and, mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, a message for the future. So I'm, I'm just really glad to be able to share my story. Yeah. And your article for anyone who hasn't read it, and I'll put all the links in the description, but you know, it's, it's, when I read it, I just thought, wow, it's so different from other 
10 things I learned from or, you know, 40 things I learned by kind of articles or, you know, things that I have to do before uh, I die or anything like that. It's, it was so ultra comprehensive, so honest, like so soulful, really from the heart. Um, It's like if somebody was to give you a manual, you know, how to live your life, like these would be the messages. How did they come to you, these 40 things? What was the space in which you created them? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So what happened was I was writing this memoir. So after my husband died, I started writing. I just, you know, I was just led to the thing that I knew how to do best. And it was cathartic and I started writing and it, it was taking the shape of a memoir. And um, and I was also shopping it around to different agents you know, literary agent saying, hey, look, you know, I'm writing a memoir. Here's the story. And everybody was like, well, memoir doesn't sell. (laughs) You know, it's so hard unless you're a celebrity, you know, it's difficult. So one day I sat down and I was like, if I were to take away everything that I've learned from all I've been through, what would I tell others? And what are the lessons I would even you know, and, and so I was thinking about myself too, when I was thinking about others and I sat down and it just, it just flowed. It just came, as you said, from a genuine place. I thought about some of the things I had written in the memoir, because some of those things that you see there were from that manuscript in terms of, you know, the spiritual self-renewal. And I mentioned this term about the dry bones and, and, and reinventing yourself and, And so a lot of that has come from years of thinking, years of contemplating what is the purpose and meaning of life. And that's why I think it really struck a chord, um, because even though it, 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 you know, it just came out naturally, it was also years of, you know, years of thinking and and going through the motions of because I tend to, you know, I love philosophy and I love thinking about how life should be and the meaning of life so that's where that came from and the event that sort of triggered it all the death of your husband I mean it was completely unforeseen right you you didn't see it coming it was a a sudden trauma so it was no time to process what was happening before it was kind of just a sudden event and you had an eight-week-old baby at the time yes exactly yeah, no, so it was very sudden. And, um, you know, as I stated in the book, as you mentioned, no, no, no notice. And it was also very rare. So most doctors had never seen it, will never see it in their lifetime. And, and it took one year to get the autopsy done. So it was uh, almost like a medical mystery um, that took place, which of course lent itself to more thinking and more, <laughs> you know, thinking about how lightning struck my household. How did this happen type of thing? Yeah. And what were you doing at the time? I mean, when you um, when this happened, you were obviously on on maternity leave or you had just given birth. But what were you doing professionally at that time? Yeah. So I was I was I got picked for a leadership executive leadership development program just before that happened. Uh, I was, you know, I was um, picked by the senior management um, and identified as. I think it was maybe 20 of us that were picked out of a group of maybe 40,000 people to be in this leadership development program. And when he died, I had just started it. So it was not the best timing career wise either. And I, as you, as you mentioned, I, 
I had given birth, but the plan was to go back into my leadership development program, which was two years, was a fast track into the, you know, into the executive and I'd be done and I'd be an executive and, I, and I'd be moving ahead. So, so lots of, you know, like angles in terms of the fallout, uh, as you can imagine, uh, I never got to complete that program, but I mean, other things happened, but for not for that specific program. Yeah. You were a young, ambitious career woman who had her life just completely changed. And you were very much in that, in that corporate world. You wanted that fast track career. I think so many people can relate, you know, when you're in that, you're just so hungry and you know what the next goal is. So you're just really propelled towards it. You're clear, like I want that executive position. Um, and then when this happened, I guess you had to go back to the start and think, you know, what are the rules of life now? Yeah. Yeah. So, so exactly. So I had, and I had worked hard, as you mentioned, to get there and, and, and was recognized for my hard work, which is amazing. And then this happens. And so, yes, I had to pull out. I had an eight week old. I realized too, um, that even for the career, even once I, you know, went back, it, it, things would have to be different because now I was a single mom. I wasn't, you know, I was a single mom with a three-year-old and an eight-week-old. Um, and so they needed me, especially the three-year-old who was grieving for the loss of his dad um, and was starting kindergarten for the first time and and having, you know, having trouble because he he was grieving. So I had to put that on the back burner to deal with them and to be there for them um, in a way that was um, long-term and where I just had to put, you know, those types of ambitions on the back burner. Yeah. I now wonder if you look back now and think that those ambitions that seemed so huge at the time now seem comparatively small because you are an author uh yes. you know, you've got your own holistic wealth institute i mean you've done incredible things since then so you must look at that time and be like wow i was i thought i was thinking big but actually i was playing pretty small compared to everything else you've done exactly that's exactly it and you know how sometimes we put our dreams and our goals in a box you know we think oh yeah this is it this is it for me and if i get to that position i i would have reached i i have arrived and so your thoughts are very insightful because that's exactly what happened. And when I look back, you know, what happened and where I am now, I think, wow, this is actually the legacy that I would want to leave. This is how I'm impacting humanity. And I mean, even if I had gotten that position, I wouldn't have had that type of legacy and I wouldn't be able to impact people with my story the way I have. I mean, that viral article was viewed by 50 million people worldwide. I mean, it popped up on, on websites. I had no idea where it is. So I, it just kept going viral. And and out of that came this best-selling book, which has now won two awards. And, you know, um, yes, it it makes, yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> it's, great. That's, it's great. And, and that's, to me, you know, and that's why I I wanted to get this message out so much to let people know, like, the setback could be a blessing for you, whatever setbacks or tragedies you think, you know, are happening. And sometimes it seems like the end of the world when it's happening, and it does, it could, it could mean far greater things than you can even imagine. And that's what happened to me. And I, I have goosebumps that now that I'm talking because I never saw this coming and I never imagined this. Um, so it's it's just really good that we're able to sit down and people are listening and thinking, you know, whatever I'm going through right now, uh, you never know. You never know. Yeah. 
you never you never know and i one of my favorite parts in the book um is actually when you're you're talking about how your husband lived so in alignment with himself so what people were saying about him at the time of his death it didn't matter how long he was given you know they would have said the same things about him had he lived for decades longer because he was just so in touch with his values he was always that person and he was that person at 30 and he was going to be that person at 40 and at 50 and beyond so that was a really powerful thought, you know, because it's like you don't do things later. You know, if you need to know who you are and do things where you are now. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it's so funny because, you know, um, the purpose of life and, and living in your purpose comes really true to me, especially when you say that, because um, he had done so many things in his life. I, I, I don't think he knew he would die young. But he was building homes for Habitat for Humanity. He was doing, because he was a CPA, he was doing accounts for, for people in need who couldn't pay to do their tax returns. I mean, he was just doing so many things that, as I said, like, I think, you know, we think, oh, you know, we're young. I'll, I'll do this later. I'll, I have so many years ahead of me. But no, like, you can do it right now and you can make that impact right now. You don't have to wait and it doesn't have to be um, at a specified time in the future. And, 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 and so that's why it dawned on me, you know, even at the funeral that, yeah, even at 34, when he died, he had this big legacy. I mean, just amazing. You were married to a wonderful man. I guess his legacy lives in what you're doing. So the, so the first thing that you did um, when, when this event happened is you took a sabbatical. And you went to the beautiful island that is Jamaica. Um, why did you choose that destination specifically? Yeah, so it it I chose it because family. Um, that's where the family is from, and that's where I had the support. Um, you know, my parents were there. My brother um, lived in Jamaica, and I remember him calling me and saying to me, and I mentioned him in the book too you know, you make the change that you've always want, do the things that you've always wanted to do. Here's an opportunity to just take a year, um, you know, spend some time with the kids in a destination that's beautiful, you have or support. And so that's what I did. And, 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 I, and I guess the lesson for those who may want to, you know, think about taking a sabbatical is, you know, go, go, go to a place where you know you might have some support or you 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 know you can find people there to help make your transition easier so that's what I did and inspired by nature and just being in a completely different place I think your your frame of mind must have been changed because we are so influenced by our environment you know it's like when you go on holiday you know and I think a lot of people have this experience they go on holiday somewhere they're like oh my god we should live here (laughs) you know (laughs) or or they get this great next idea because it is so important to get yourself out of the place where you are to get yourself to think differently. So Jamaica did that for you. Mm-hmm. And did. when that sabbatical came to an end, what did you think was going to be the next step for you? I honestly had no idea. I had no idea what would be the next step. And, um, you know, I came back home and I went back to work and I I thought about the memoir again because I had started it from before the sabbatical put it down put down the manuscript and I went back to it and I was trying to fine-tune it and I did maybe three different versions and rewrites 
And one day I sat down and wrote that viral article. Um, and then that changed kind of everything. Um, and, and, you know, started me on the journey that I am today. I mean, to be honest with you, most of those things in that viral article, you can tell are from the sabbatical, like a lot of those lessons, you know, with nature and rediscovering the real you, lots of those lessons stem from the sabbatical. So I, it was fresh in my mind. I had just come back and it was just like, my soul just ended up on paper. It was like everything that I had in my soul just ended up there. And, um, and an agent said, you, that's the book you should write, <laughs> put down the memoir, write that book. <laughs> and I did that. I started a whole new manuscript. And I mean, you know, I could borrow, like you, you see a lot of my personal, you know, life in the book, even though it's a self-help uh, book. Um, but that's why it's it's because I was able to 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 pull from that and to you know and to to flesh out that article more with you know both personal experience and in getting in you know this is how you get over a life changing. That's definitely well. That's how you get over a life changing setback. I don't think that's how everybody gets over a life changing setback because yeah. what you've done is really it is extraordinary. Um, so let's talk about the book and I love it and I'm holding it. It's, yeah. it's so beautiful. Just the colors and the cover. I mean, it's so hopeful and bright and inspiring. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love that, you know, um, and it's so comprehensive. And the title is Holistic Wealth. So Holistic Wealth, 32 Life Lessons to Help You Find Purpose, Prosperity and Happiness. What, is, what does holistic wealth mean to you in your own words? Yeah, so it, it, it means to me, you know, this, this old, tired, traditional notion of wealth meaning net worth, um, to me, it became clear after my husband died that no, wealth is so much more than that. Because if you don't have health, physical health, if you're not, you know, mentally well, if you're not emotionally healthy, how are you going to enjoy the financial wealth? And so that's what holistic wealth means to me. It's just this, these key pillars that almost support um, the structure. And, you know, we are all needing of, of, of that structure to, to, to have a purposeful, well-meaning life. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to, to be able to enjoy physical wealth or financial wealth without, you know, being mentally well and, and, and being physically well. And so that's what holistic wealth means to me. And the title came about because the editor of the book, when she read the viral article, she said, that's what came to her. She was just like, I read the article and everything that jumped out at me is holistic wealth. So that's how the title of the book came about. Yeah. And I love this idea of redefining what wealth means and, and taking wealth and even other terms like, you know, success, right? Achievement, all of these things. Mm -hmm. Right now, I think we're so conditioned to think of it in financial terms or in monetary terms. But as you say, how are you going to achieve that if your person isn't in order, if your mind isn't in order, your soul, you know, your spirit, you've got to look after yourself from all of these angles. That's evolved thinking, right? Yes. So in, in, in terms of that, what are some of the key messages of your book for those that haven't read it yet? Yeah, no, sure. So some of the key messages are that, you know, adversity and life changing setbacks will come. And when they come, here are some 
key things that um, you can do to overcome them. So in the introduction to the book, I've written that holistic wealth is the art of recovery from disruption. And Ariana Huffington um, shared this quote from the book across all her social media platforms. And that's the quote she picked out. And I love it because that's exactly what this book embodies. It's the art of recovery from disruption. And, and the art of recovery from disruption stems from those key pillars because the idea is once those key pillars are in place, you're, you're better able to weather the storms of life. You know, So this whole idea of meditation and getting in tune with yourself, um, mindfulness, the whole idea of financial wellness, planning ahead and for the future and, and making sure you have things put in place. The whole idea of relationships, which is also a critical part of holistic wealth, you know, tapping into that network that you need to and, and um, you know, fostering those loose ties as well as, um, you know, I talk about homogeneous and heterogeneous ties and it goes back to leadership as well. But all of these critical parts, I think the book is basically broken up into four main parts. It's talking about your, your life purpose portfolio and, and your spiritual and emotional and, and physical portfolio, your relationships asset portfolio and, and, and your financial independence portfolio. And so th those are the critical pillars that I think you need you know, enable it to, to enable you to get through um, disruption. So that's basically it in a nutshell. But it's amazing how, um, and I'm glad that I, I think I worked with some of the best <laughs> editors in, in the industry for us to really take that article and, and transform it into something that people could have um, to really help them, you know, very, very much in the vein of having practical advice uh, for people to to have for when they need, um, you know, and just for anybody, because I think it's it's for everybody. I don't think, it, you know, you need to be going through a life-changing setback for this. It's just great information and inspirational. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And I've got already so much value from reading it. And I was actually going to ask you, but I think you've answered my question about who you had in mind when you were writing the book. Did you have like this one person? Did you think, no, this is just coming from me and whoever is meant to receive it will receive it? Yeah, no, that's a good question because I feel like I wrote the book that I needed to have at that time in my life where I wondered whether I'd ever make it through this, where I wondered, um, you know, what I would tell an old friend who was going through it, if, you know, if I had gone through this already. So a lot of the things that I, the lessons in there are geared towards, you know, looking to that that um, young woman who is going through something or, or, you know, a young man who's going through something and, um, you know, needs this type of advice. So that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. It's like, I'm writing that book that I needed to have, but I didn't, it just didn't, that gap was on the market for sure. I got lots of books and yeah, I, nothing close to this. Yeah. You could sort of created the change that you wanted to see. You just made it happen. Yeah. And I guess an extension of that or continuing along on that journey is the Holistic Wealth Institute. So mm -hmm. how did you set that up and why did you think that this is something um, that you wanted to do? Yeah, no. So several readers of the book came forward and um, 
you know, they were passionate about some of the ideas because they saw gaps in the industry uh, for advice, especially in terms of the financial industry. And they came forward and they were like, we want to be certified holistic wealth consultants. And um, are you doing a certification program? And at the time, I didn't have one, but I had thought about it as like a long-term plan. So when they came forward, I started in earnest um, to write that and to get that done. And then, um, you know, built out other courses, not just for people who wanted to be holistic wealth consultants, but maybe people who wanted to zone in on a particular part of the book. Like for instance, you know, building a life purpose portfolio or building a financial independence portfolio. And so the Institute, the idea of the Institute was born out of that. Um, and reaching a wide range of people through a membership platform, which it also has, um, because people can sign up to be members and, you know, go through different worksheets and, and, and that help them build a holistic wealth portfolio, which is what, um, you know, these certified holistic wealth consultants are trained to do through that certification. And the gaps in the industry are so wide reaching. It would take another conversation. <laughs> it, they're so wide reaching. And I, when, when I went through, um, you know, the death of my husband, I realized that with going through my own um, finance with my own financial advisor realizing that half of the advice that I needed was was not there and you know that type of thing thing about you know like okay so what's my purpose going through my mission how does that align even with my financial plan you know and just like what you spoke about like if I wanted to take a sabbatical how do I take it and what steps do I need to take how long do I need to plan so there's so many critical elements of our lives that are really being dealt with that are, you know, addressed in, in this program. So that's the idea of the Institute. Of course, leadership is also a big part of that because even in the um, Holistic Wealth Consultant Program, the first module is built around leadership and it's built around leadership for change and dealing with leadership when you're in, a, you know, in a crisis. And how do you guide people or even organizations through change in a crisis, which I've had to do personally and professionally. So, so that's a big part of it too, is the leadership angle. What I really love about that program as well is that it sounds like you want to give people a plan, right? So they feel like they're in control of their lives. So many times we we just let things happen. We just let life unfold. And these dreams, right? There's something just hanging there nebulously in the future. Um, we don't have a, like a clear trajectory. The only clear trajectories that I think people tend to have are like, I want to earn X or I want to, you know, yeah. a type of X, but it's like, what's this got to do with like your life alignment, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. and everywhere that you're going. So this interconnectivity, I think, as you say, you know, there's a huge cap in the market for looking at things really holistically and making a plan and moving forward this. What, who, yeah. who inspires you in life? Like, who do you look up to and say, I want to be the next person? It's so funny. I don't know why Oprah comes to mind, <laughs> but as you know, as soon as you asked me that question, I'm sure there are many other um, people out there who've inspired me. But as soon as you asked the question, Oprah came to mind, and I, I, I just think that, and I say this in the book, <laughs> I, um, 
I think she's just built the best platform of all time and everything she's done and everything she stands for is wrapped up in there. And her whole life story is too. Cause I, I, I remember, and, and that's why I wrote that, that um, chapter in the book. I, I, um, you know, build a platform that suits you, I think is the name of the chapter there. And that's where I quote her because um, I think she's really lived her purpose. And I think she's zoned in on what she's good at and what she was meant to be doing. And it's unbelievable when you read her story and 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 the struggles that she had growing up and and how she's overcome that. So I I um yeah. What well, I'm wonderful. I mean, I think you're you're definitely living in alignment with that, right? With everything that you're doing. And you seem to really, well, in fact, not seem to, you do know who you really are and what purpose you have and what mission you have. And I'm wondering, it'd be great to get from you. If people want to understand what their purpose is, how do they go about that process? Like what kind of key steps or key questions kickstart somebody actually understanding why they're here in this world? Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good question. And, and and part of what I always say in terms of finding your life purpose is thinking about if, you know, what you would do if money were no obstacle. So if money were no obstacle, what is the thing you'd be doing right now where your heart strings are tugging at? Where are your passions? Um, what are the things that, you know, you would do whether or not you were getting paid or there were any, you know, rewards from it? That's that's the thing that you need to zero in or, or, or the number of things that you need to zero in on. And the first step, I think, is 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 you know, thinking about your personal mission. And it's broader, as you said, and I say in the book, it's broader than a paycheck, broader than a title at work. It's what is my mission? What do I want to be remembered for? The legacy I want to leave. Um, and if I were to get this diagnosis from my doctor that I was dying in two months, I know most of us would literally drop everything we were doing and do that one thing. And I mean, it could be something small, like, you know, spending time with family and then doing X to impact the world. Well, I think that's kind of the first step in, in finding that alignment. And um, it takes deep reflection to think about that and where you want to go and the things you want to do. But definitely starting there is, is really important. Yeah. And I guess that evolves as well. You know, you might want to do something today, but maybe that's not the same thing as you move to in five years. So I think ask, keep asking yourself that question, right? Um, definitely, definitely. And in, in the life purpose portfolio, like build your life purpose portfolio course that I have, you know, um, at the Institute and, you know, there's several modules around, how that evolves and and how you can rewrite your personal mission statement as that evolves because you're right um it does evolve and it does change um but the story around it and i talk about that in the course too in terms of your story of self which is very important always stays the same which is which is also critical to knowing what your life purpose is because it's so unique to each of us 
you know, and it's wrapped up in our stories of self. It's wrapped up in who I am, what were my circumstances, you know, what experiences um, life has taught me and, and where I'm going. So it's it's very unique and and that always stays the same. But yes, like the trajectory definitely changes. What are some of the things that you had to learn when you went from writing this book and just speaking from your heart and writing the article to actually having the Solistic Institute and working with these individuals who were coming to you and said, we want to be certified in what you're teaching. How did you have to evolve as just a person putting it out there to being a leader of other people putting all of this out there? That's that's a good question. And what happened, which was great, was that, you know, when we talk about leadership, um, and I say this in the course in the first module, um, this isn't leadership as the knower, but leadership as the learner. And that's that's the 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 framework I had to approach it from because then, you know, these students who are coming forward wanting, at least they weren't students yet, but but these readers who are coming forward wanting to, to learn, they had so much experience in the industry. Some of them were financial advisors with like MBAs. And they were like, oh my gosh, I've had so many epiphanies from reading your book and this has to get out there to create, to, you know, to solve this gap. But they were able to tell me from my book what they thought were the gaps. And so it was like this symbiotic process of learning from each other and seeing what areas were critical for people to tap into and for, for people to have that information. Um, and so... I think that's the aspect of leadership, um, you know, leadership as the learner, not necessarily the knower. And it's easy to to think that you're the knower, especially with, with let's say, with a book that you wrote, right? Um, and based on your personal experience, but learning from other people about how they see the book and and how they see it helping in, in, in a certain industry or in a certain person's life was just life-changing. And for me was... Um, was almost like a gift because I didn't even think readers would come forward to say that they wanted to be certified, much less to tell me, you know, I want to hear more about this part in the book because I think this is key to solving this problem. Um, and so I think in in leadership in a crisis, leadership as the learner is critical. And we see that with COVID, right? Where everybody's just learning on a day-to-day basis <laughs> and we, we're all learning and it's the same thing in a crisis. So I talked through a lot of that in, in the first module and and that was amazing for me. That was it's a good experience. What are you evolving to today? Like what are some of the key things that you're learning or the next big step for you that you want to get to? To be honest with you, like now that we're, we're going through COVID, because the book was written pre-COVID, and now that we're going through COVID, um, the next big thing uh, I'm thinking about is this whole quote that I talked about at the beginning of um, the podcast, which was the art of recovery from disruption. I think I want to delve a bit more deeper into that, because I've, I've had the chance to do that with the Certified Holistic Wealth Program. But of course, uh, that's for training for people who want to have that certification. But I'm thinking about how do I get this now out to other people who just want to know? Because this book was was amazing and it's good. 
Um, but now that we're going through COVID, what else is there that we've we've been through this life changing experience? Um, and and so, what are the you know what would be like a book two then? What would be like a part two to this? And so that's kind of where my head is at, especially because we've had a chance to like go even further into the book and to pick out and to flesh out even more about, you know, where we're seeing gaps and what else we want to see. And, and that's been a fascinating experience. So I'm thinking through that. It's an evolution, isn't it? So the, the book was yeah. in some ways, it was, it was a pinnacle of something, but also a starting point. Exactly. You know, of the next thing you're doing. Exactly, exactly. So as you're evolving through this and you've got your students with the Holistic Wealth Institute, where is your community now? Because, you know, you're in a whole different phase of your life and a whole different path right now. Where are you getting your inspiration and strength and sources of energy? Well, like, I'll be honest, like over the last couple of months, um, those students have been my source of motivation and energy um, because even when I was putting the course together, they'd send me snippets of something or they'd send me different articles or send me different things. And so I, I had a lot, like a lot of my last couple of months has been based around that and getting that inspiration there. And I feel like I see that moving forward with this Institute, um, you know, that uh, as this expands and it grows and as more people find out about it, that I'll continue to get inspiration there from, from students and from people who have read the book um, and want to dive deeper and, and how it's impacted them. And, and that's also a different journey. And, um, and it's amazing the things that, you know, people, cause I like, for instance, you know, like one student came for and she's like, the book talks about learning your financial identity, but, what are they, you know? And so I'm building that out now. And, and that's just amazing. Um, just so many different things um, have come from this book. Yeah. That could be like, you know, it could be like 20 books, but like, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, as you mentioned, it's, it's, it's the pinnacle, but it's the starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think, you know, we think we're onto something there with the message and, and it's really resonated well with, with people definitely I mean the principle is holistic wealth right so if you take any of those areas individually of course you can always go deeper into any of those areas right um so it's like it's like thinking how do I how do I build it out but keep it cohesive so that it's still about the whole picture rather than just going into one thing or another yes on all of this what's the best advice that you've been given since you started this journey since the article was published let's say a hard one um I think the best advice has been to just enjoy the journey uh because there's there's so many times when I thought okay this is the destination no this is the destination you know as you said the book was the pinnacle but maybe the starting point and I've been enjoying the journey so far of you know getting it out there and and seeing the reception and and seeing you know the vision that so many people have of this that I may have thought about, but then maybe even just pushed it to the back burner, maybe because I was just tired from writing a book, but just seeing that, you know, this is really a journey and just enjoying the journey and as it unfolds and and sometimes there are roadblocks, you know, different things pop up, 
you know, and, and it's still enjoying the journey, even through, you know, the obstacles and, and the, the downtimes and times where you're exhausted and you wonder whether you can go forward. But I think that's, that's the, the best um, advice that I've gotten so far. Wonderful. And what about your children? How old are your children? Um, so nine, 12 and 15. Fantastic. And what are, what are they, um, I guess I want to ask an honest question. What do they say about you? Like, how do they reflect on mom? Wow, <laughs> that's an amazing question. They see their mom as kind of like a trailblazer. They, you know, they um, see me doing interviews and, you know, people reaching out. And then, you know, just even last week, the book just won an award. It just won the, um, it was award-winning finalist in, in the um, best books award for 2020 and I remember running into their bedroom first thing in the morning and telling them like I woke them up and they were like wow you're you're an award-winning writer and I mean it's it's surreal really um but I'm I'm happy for them in so many ways through this experience especially for my older my oldest son um because we walked that road of grief together and he's seeing that good things can come from bad things. And he's seeing the value of a meaningful life and trying to live it meaningfully. And so even for the kids, I'm just grateful to have made it this far so that they can have that, that perspective in life. Definitely. And I don't want to be morbid here, but have you ever thought what you'd like people to say at your funeral? I mean, this is an exercise that I got to do uh, not too long back. Um, and I, I and it it really shifted my perspective and really made me zone in on like what am I focusing on in my life? You know, the big things need to come now. Like I can leave the small things later. Um, have you have you done this exercise for yourself? And would you recommend that other people do it? Yeah, no, definitely. I've done the exercise for myself in terms of um, you know my personal mission. And in terms of my legacy and what I want people to see at my own funeral, it's just lives I've impacted. So I, you know, even through the viral article and earlier, I learned that, you know, even with the executive program, the leadership program I was in, for months and months, I mourned it after my husband's death. Like I really mourned it. I mourned the loss of it. And I thought, and I had to grapple with it and come to terms with it. And then it became clear to me, and that's why I put that in the book, you know, no title, no salary. It's not about that. It's about the legacy you leave and the impact on other people's lives. And so for me, it's what was my impact on other people's lives? Have I helped in terms of, you know, giving people that perspective in life, in helping them to even find their footing in life, in helping them to find a meaningful life? I think for me, that would be everything. <laughs> and it seems, you know, very basic and very, but I think to me, that would be with everything that I've been through. And I know the setbacks that some people can go through. I think that would be, that would be golden. Those are beautiful words. And I don't think there's anything basic about that goal at all. I think that's a wonderful <laughs> mission for your life. I mean, helping other people, serving others. I don't think there is anything really much bigger than that. So we're coming to the end of the interview, um, but I was wondering if you have any closing thoughts that you would like to share, perhaps for somebody who is also going through a difficult time and wondering how they're going to turn this into something as good 
uh, and something as as beautiful and bright as you've managed to do with your experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And so, yes, I think that, you know, adversity can sometimes be a gift and it's hard to think about it as a gift. It took me years um, to, to try to think about it like that, but, you know, it can be an opportunity for greater things. And I think each of us is so unique and our experiences are so unique, our own stories of self, our personal narrative, our public narrative, um, and what we can teach based on our own life experiences, which are again, unique. And I, I, you know, my advice would be to just think through that and, and think about how much more meaningful you could make somebody else's life by um, by thinking through that and trying to see how you can advance humanity through your own um, gifts and talents and through your own purpose. Um, because I think we're all here to do that. Like, as I stated in the book, we're all here to drive humanity forward in, in some way, shape or form. And whatever tragedies or setbacks we go through are only there to kind of help us you know, get on that path. I really believe that (laughs) they're kind of here to just nudge us into that. So, you know, whatever you're going through right now, um, you know, whatever you're feeling, uh, it's good to just remember that, that, you know, there's hope. There's always hope for a brighter tomorrow and, and you can be a part of that hope for somebody else. So, which is great. It's a great gift. Beautiful words. Thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you for those wonderful questions. They were amazing. Just very, very insightful questions. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If so, hit subscribe, leave a review, and join me next week when I'll be talking to another entrepreneur about how they made their dream a reality. I'll talk to you next time.